welcome to the A Lot of Thoughts podcast. I'm Courtney. Anna is not here again. She has just been gallivanting all over the country. I'm just kidding. She um, was gone on a trip last week, and so we missed last week um, because we were supposed to. Rec- I was supposed to record something else, and it got pushed back. So I am here with my favorite person in the world, my husband Paul. I'm so excited because I have wanted him to be on here um, for a while. And this is, I'm going to say it because it goes with the episode. I am blessed. That was a good one, right? That was great. Thanks. He's here to to encourage me. Uh, No. Um, Paul used to host his own podcast. What was it called? I had three or four different names. Couldn't keep one. (laughs) So um, that is unavailable anywhere, but if you write me secretly, I will get you um, an episode because it was very entertaining. I don't, I don't know, but um, Paul is quite opposite of me. He's a man of few words. I'm a woman of many words, um, and we know which one of those leads to sin according to the Bible. Um, so I am very, I really am grateful because he stops me from saying stupid stuff. Or he catches me after I say the stupid stuff and says, Courtney, wait a second. So. It's the weirdest introduction. I, well, you know. Um, but yeah, we are just excited um, to be talking about blessings. This is something that I've actually wanted to talk about for a little while. Um, just because I noticed... A lot of times when I kind of like learn something and I shift my thinking um, and change my response, like how I respond to something um, based on what I read in the Bible, I know this seems kind of basic, but it just changes my outlook completely. I know that was, that was a very, very basic thing. I'm trying to get, I had an article with a I forgot to, I always, I never have the scripture up that I really, really want to have up. Um, so I'm going to start actually with one of the, um, this is just one portion of scripture that kind of influenced where this came from. Um, so Psalm 106, verse 7 to 8. Our fathers, when they were Egypt, did not consider your wondrous works. They did not remember the abundance of your steadfast love, but rebelled by the sea at the Red Sea. Yet he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make known his mighty power. And um, I started noticing a theme in the Old Testament as I'm reading along, that there are times where it says that Israel was like rebelling or or disobeying, but God saved them um, to his own glory. And I started just thinking about blessings and um, trying to shift my focus from thinking blessings being something, which I'm not saying that it's not necessarily, but like something good for me and something instead that I can use to the glory of God. Um, And John Piper says that God's ultimate goal is to uphold and display the glory of his name. So if you keep that at the front of your mind, um, yeah. Well, what do you mean by blessing exactly? Well, I think, yeah, we, we, let's define the word. Okay, so I have like the dictionary definition. Um, The act or words of one that blesses 
approval, encouragement, a thing conducive to happiness or welfare, um, or grace set at a meal. I mean, that's definitely a definition. And I think we're going to try and break this down into two episodes to discuss a different end of blessing. But we're going to start with the one that I was thinking of first. Um, When I hear the word blessing, I think of um, things, you know, like, and I, I say things very loosely, but like, got a promotion at my job or I got a new car. I'm so blessed. Um, that was where my mind went. Um, the word blessing, actually the original meaning is a gift from God, a temporal or spiritual benefit, um, which I thought was interesting. Blessing in disguise came from 1746. Nobody I was needed... very surprised to hear it was that old. I mean, it's a blessing in disguise that we got blessing in disguise. Is it? <laughs> this is Paul's life. He chose it, though. He vowed. He stuck with me. No, um, does that... So, so what do you think of? What... No, I think that's the first thing that would come to my mind, just colloquially. Yeah. You know, how we use the word blessing in our society. So, and so we're going to discuss another end of that, but let's focus on this. Um, But I think it's really important to focus in on the greatest blessing from God that we've gotten, which would be if you are saved by the grace of God, he has blessed you in saving you from his wrath. Um, I think often... That kind of like, because as Christians, that's like a constant thing, it's very easy to forget that that's like the first and foremost thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to just go through a few questions that I wrote down. Um, well, f- oh, just you wanna, going yeah. back off that first one, um, the blessing of salvation, if you read in Ephesians 1, starting in verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So that's just kind of a mind blower right there. He's blessed mm-hmm. us with every spiritual blessing. And we think like I don't know, that just makes me feel so trivial in what I do think of first when I think of blessing. Like there are days where I don't think to myself actively like I am blessed but I mean obviously if you are a Christian you are um you are so did you have anything else to add to that okay um my first real question is is everyone blessed and the reason I asked this is because my first thought was celebrities who are like they win an award and they get up and they're like I would like to thank God for this blessing Pam and chilies. I feel God in this chilies tonight. Like, that's a very. I remember when I was a teenager and I bought a book, um, and I did this with Divergent. Um, when I bought Divergent, I went back to the acknowledgments, and I, I was a nerd about acknowledgments. I always read them, and I always loved when I saw like Veronica Roth thanked God in her acknowledgments, and so, I'm not saying we like. I I relate that to blessings because they're thanking God because they were blessed with whatever. Um, So I think the real question is, is everyone blessed? 
What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a loaded question. Um, I think there's common grace mm-hmm. in the world. Um, we're all blessed in that way. But I, I think it depends on the person if something is a blessing or not. That's because if you true. get favor or a material object and turn it into an idol, then that's not a blessing. That's a curse on you. That's... um. Is that what your dad says, that your biggest blessings, or what does he say? Your... I think he said some of your biz- biggest blessings can turn into some of your biggest idols. Yeah, so thinking, like, one of them for me that I know is, like, kids. I have so many friends who've done that. Like, kids are a blessing, but they can so quickly become the thing that you you idolize, which is, it's always sad. Because it never works out because they're kids. Um, so, in the, okay, so, so, common grace, everyone's blessed with common grace. Um, what you want to give just a brief definition of common grace? You want me to give a brief definition? You have So, like, I mean, just the fact that God has not completely revealed his wrath on right. all of humanity. We all deserve hell. Thank you. I got Paul's approval. We all deserve hell at a whole lot worse than the way that the world is right now. So in that way, the restraint of God's wrath is a common grace for the time being. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, you see how much, I, I don't know, just looking at how our world is. I, I heard that, I can't remember, it might have been in a book I was reading where they compared the idea of um, the glory of Jesus and when he, um, what do they call that in the Bible, whenever he goes up on the mount and he's with Moses? Yes. Um, and how that kind of like peeled back the layer so you could see. So they s- s- saw, quote unquote, all of Jesus' glory. And that's kind of what I, I heard it kind of compared to that, that like it's, it's common grace is God putting that layer there. Um, and we still have the consequence of sin, absolutely. But, um, yeah. So I did not think of that. I'm going to be really, really honest, um, which that makes total sense. Um, but I um, started looking because all of a sudden, um, when my mind swapped to the first blessing being that God has treated us mercifully, graciously, um, and not poured his wrath on us and that Jesus took that for us um I started thinking about um when the Lord is um well let me just read this okay so this is in Jeremiah 3 um go and proclaim these words toward toward the north we'll try that again Go and proclaim these words toward the north and say, Return, faithless Israel, declares the Lord. I will not look on you in anger, for I am merciful, declares the Lord. I will not be angry forever. Only acknowledge your guilt that you rebelled against the Lord your God and scattered your favors among foreigners under every green tree, and that you have not obeyed my voice, declares the Lord. Return, O faithless children, declares the Lord, for I am your master. I will take you, one from a city and two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Um, So... 
I was reading that because I was, I mean, I'm doing some research on blessings and just the idea of the full blessing. I guess I'm going to use that term. Like, yes, I understand common grace on earth, but the full blessing meaning that even after we have died on earth, um, that we are blessed past that. Um, and just seeing that, um, I don't know. When I started looking at the word Zion, I don't know why. This is where my brain went, okay? Just let me be. You know how I am. Um, and Zion, because he talks about it here. He says, you know, I'm not going to be angry forever. And then he says, um, I will bring you to Zion. And even though, now this was to the Israelites, of course. They had rebelled. Um, but I started looking into it. Um, so Zion could mean actually a few things. City of God, temple, Jerusalem, Judah, Israel. Um, and I'm going to flip to Hebrews 12:22. Somehow this all connects, I promise. It made sense in my head. Sometimes things work out in my head, and then I say them out loud, and they don't connect. So we'll see. Um, but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels and festal gathering. Um, and so basically in that section, he's talking about the kingdom of God, um, which the more I think about it, the more I'm like, we, we've been singing that song, Christ is Mine Forevermore um, by City of Light and Church. And just thinking about the true blessing and how do we get to contentment with what's happening on earth whether because i we're going to discuss this in a minute but um can blessings be something like something bad happens to us on earth turn out to be a blessing um where is it that says every good thing work wait Romans 8 28 <laughs> i'm guessing you're going to yes <laughs> you can quote it, man. You can quote it. Um, but how do we get to the point of being content whether we have those our blessings or not? I think it's by focusing on the fact that we do have that true blessing of um, knowing that um, he's going to rescue us. John MacArthur, he says something like thinking about after um, – being in after death. So are you saying how can we be content with not having earthly blessings? Yes. Or like not having what's typical. Like prosperity gospel sounds really good, but how are we happy if we're not um, prospering according to the world? And I think it's, it's really focusing on we have that eternal blessing. And so if someone else has more money than us, but is not born again, then... Yeah, I think that's exactly it. If you go to Psalm 73, it, that whole psalm deals with the perceived blessings of the wicked and mm -hmm. how, well, if you just read, you know, I'll just read it because it literally, you could have just read this psalm for the podcast. <laughs> <It's not laughs> it says, Truly God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, my steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. 
for they have no pangs until death, their bodies are fat and sleek. Which I always thought that was weird. I've never heard anyone described as fat, fat and, and sleek. sleek. But they are not in trouble as others are. They are not stricken like the rest of mankind. Therefore, pride is their necklace. Violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes swell out through swell out through fatness. Their heart overflows with follies. They scoff and speak with malice. Loftily, they threaten opposition. They set their mouths against the heavens. Their tongues strut through the earth. Therefore, his people turn back to them and find no fault in them. And then they say, How can God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked. Always at ease, they increase in riches. All in vain I kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. For all the day long I have been stricken and rebuked every morning. If I had said I will speak thus, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. But when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I discerned their end. Truly you set them in slippery places. You make them fall to ruin. How they are destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors. Like a dream when one awakes. O Lord, you... When you rouse yourself, you despise them as phantoms. When my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in heart, I was brutish and ignorant. I was like a beast toward you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you shall perish. You put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all, tell of all your works. Um, I just want to, that was spot on. You were right. Um, you could have told me that before. We would have just posted I I... that on Instagram. No, I'm kidding. Um, so I want to read a quote from Burke Parsons. Uh, as believers we are blessed in christ because christ took the curse of sin for us and suffered the wrath of god for us if someone is not in christ and never trusts christ he will prove that he is condemned already his apparent blessings will ultimately redound to his condemnation i absolutely agree with that it's which is why i think when we see it's kind of like just when I was a kid, I wanted to be on, like, Disney Channel. That was, like, my dream. I think we all had a dream that we would be in some, like, movie or something that we always loved. And, I mean, that was the kid I was. And now, as I'm older, I, I mean, obviously, I had feelings of jealousy towards those kids who were on there. And now, as I'm older, you know, you hear all this stuff coming out about people who have been abused. And Disney is, like, one of the big names in that and I think about that and I know that seems so silly but their apparent blessing just in that and that was not even their salvation you know that's just a basic like small time example um but comparatively we can look at so many other people and think wow they're blessed but if they do not have Christ yeah, and as Asaph, who wrote Psalm 78, said, you know, whom have I in heaven but you, and there's nothing on earth that I desire besides you. God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. That's the gospel. You know, you get to be right with God and in fellowship with him. And 
I think when you go to Matthew 11, um, he's using his phone, and I don't, I usually like type it in on my computer, but I'm using my physical Bible tonight, so it's taking me a minute. Um, whoa, I wrote the wrong verse here, but it's right here. Um, it's where Jesus says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I think about that, just... specifically seeing our world right now fighting for whatever's next and I've, I've said um per someone else I don't know who it was who said it but go woke go broke like you keep trying to get to this next level but there's always something else to try to attain to and what Jesus says is that you don't have to keep trying to get something else because when you have salvation there is rest um which I just, um, it's, it's crazy. Uh, John MacArthur said the place of blessing, the place of the kingdom, the place of mercy and grace was always the place of repentance. Yeah, I think the rich uh, young ruler is a good example in this too. He was someone who was blessed with possessions. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know the story how, you know, Jesus said, you lack one thing. You know, sell your possessions and give your money to the poor and follow me. And he went away sorrowful. And then Jesus made a comment to his disciples. Um, it's easier for a rich man to go through an eye of a needle than it is to get into heaven. And they were shocked. Because back in that time, they thought being rich and having great possessions meant you were favored by God. meant you were right with God. Mm-hmm. That's how they perceived that. I think you brought up the prosperity gospel. That's exactly mm-hmm. what happens today, too. If you're sick, then it means you're not right with God. If mm-hmm. you don't have all the things you want, then somehow you're you're not in right, right relationship with God. Yeah, it's... I mean, even I've had some people who... Like, I, I always say, like, about having more kids, I say, if the Lord wills, like, if he wills it that I have another kid, and I've had people who've said, don't say that, like, just say, like, when, and I'm like, you know, God can do what he wants to his own glory, and I cannot quote that verse to save my life. He's going to work it together for good, and um, no matter what m- my earthly desires are because my my ultimate desire as a christian um unfortunately not always sometimes i get sidetracked but it is to bring glory to god um and and i think it's it's not a bad thing to have like earthly for a lack of a better term i feel like this might be another meaning to it but earthly desires like i would love to have another kid like that that's a very like you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to not have another kid for the rest of my life. But I don't think that that goes against God or anything praying for that or, you know, hoping. No, even. I think so. But um, it's that idea of we, you can't speak, like, almost like you, you can't see, name it and claim it. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? Unfortunately, it's like seeping into like little cracks in the church. Yeah. And people don't even realize that they're saying that. Um, because some people have said these things to me, and I'm like, I know that if I actually said, like, do you believe the prosperity gospel? They would say no. But that's where they go. Um, got any more on that? 
Is everyone blessed before we move on? Okay, so next question that I have is, what is the purpose of a blessing? Um, this was a big question for me that came up as I was reading the Old Testament. It kept saying, you know, um, he saved them for his own glory, um, which was where our blessings, like for our own sake, or they're for, or are they for God's? I don't think it's a simple answer. So, do you have a thought? You're you asking. You want me to talk? Our blessings. <laughs> I. What's the question? What is the purpose of a blessing? God's sake, or our own? It seems like a simple answer. <laughs> no, I think I I. I think the thing is, is that we, when we're looking at what a blessing is, we we had this discussion, like, a couple weeks ago. Where I said, well, you know, of course, the Laura Story song. What if your blessing? I was going to sing it. I'm not going to. Oh, what if your blessings can come through raindrops? What if your healing comes? I don't know the words. I, I know that first line. What if your blessings come through raindrops? And you look at Job and like where what like. Okay, so Job. Satan was doing that. So that was probably a bad example. So we're just going to... Satan had permission from God. Yeah, but that wouldn't be considered... Like, it wasn't like Satan was blessing Job. I, I, oh, I you're talking about yeah. the trials? Yeah. But can trials end up being a blessing? Yes. Okay. That was the next question <laughs> I had. I had, can, can a blessing be a quote-unquote bad thing? Um, but I think that that's an important oh, okay. answer in relation to what is the purpose of a blessing. Yeah, in James 1, verse 2, it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that it may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So that's that's easier said than done. Count it all joy when you meet trials. Um, so I think, I think when we look at it, the, the purpose of a blessing, it is to the glory of God, um, but it's also working for good in us, um, to the glory of God. <laughs> um, I think of Paul, I have, I think I've probably mentioned this passage before. In 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians, he talks about all the things that he's gone through, um, and just like being beaten and in jail and if I could find Philippians that would be great um but then in Philippians 4 verse 10 he says I rejoiced I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me you were indeed concerned for me but you had no opportunity not that I'm speaking of being in need for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger abundance and need I can do all things through Christ, who, or through him who strengthens me. I was about to quote it like, you know, people use that verse out of context, best by the point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously he had some things that happened to him, but they brought him to a point where he was content in whatever happened. Yeah, I mean, you go back to that James 1 verse, and it, you say count it all joy. You think, well, he can't really actually mean that. But if you look at Acts, in Acts 5, and this is verse 40, and they beat 
and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they left the presence of the Sanhedrin rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. So they literally rejoiced that they were beaten and mm-hmm. shamed in front of everybody. And I think that's the attitude we're meant to have, and it's just that is not the attitude we have well, when we we've, trials. We've lost the idea of what, like, we do not deal with what they dealt with back then, and so it's almost like, I don't know, at least in my own head, I've, like, separated myself, like, well, I'm not being beaten, and so I, it's almost like I disconnect myself from what the New Testament says. Yeah. Um, in First Peter three fourteen, it says, "But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you sake you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled." And then chapter four verse fourteen, if you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because of the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. In um, First Peter one six, it says, "In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials." so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in the praise and the glory and the honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So again, it's that idea of looking forward. Yes. Um, and laying up treasures in heaven. That's a, um, I mean, just to like biblically back this up so much, Matthew 5, um, Starting in verse 10, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So, question. You said we're disconnected from the New Testament context and culture that they lived in. What would that look like today in our society? Well, I think it's getting actually a little bit like we're we're getting the. I think so too, but imagine it was one year ago. Okay, one year ago. Um, well, I think that would mean like you look at the. Um, I, immediately, my thought goes to the man who was asked to bake a cake, for yeah. the um, homosexual wedding, and he said no, and then he ended up having like being sued, and you're like he could have easily just been like it's just a cake. But because he was, he had something further on his mind. He was doing, I don't know if that's a stretch. Maybe that is. Maybe I, maybe I went in the wrong direction. What would be something in your life? In, in my everyday life? everyday life that yeah. doesn't make um, national. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, for me as a mom, there are little things like, um, when Paul John wakes up early in the morning, I don't always have a good attitude. We both know that. Um, but I've started trying to rewire my thinking almost. I don't know how else to put that into thinking, okay, this is a blessing for him to be able to see me read my Bible. Or it's a blessing for me to be able to spend a few more minutes with him in the morning. Um, even though that's really annoying that when he gets up early. I I know that seems silly, but really it's I think it comes down to it's not for us to sit and decipher if every little thing is a blessing or not, but to treat it as if we are running the race as Paul says, 
running towards the prize. And so how can I bring glory to God in this moment? Whether this thing is like a, I mean, obviously it says all things work to good, together for good. Eventually I'm going to be able to quote that verse by the end of the podcast. Um, all things work together for good for those who are who love God, God and called according to his purpose. I had it. Um, so anyway. No, um, but I think you bring up a good point in that we think of trials and we think of the big, you know, life trials and the trials the apostles went through. But it's the little ones that get us mm-hmm. easy. I mean, how many times is it so easy just to fall into grumbling and complaining? Yeah. Which is not a sin that's just looked over in the Bible. They That's mm-hmm. a serious thing. Yeah, it's and it's about, like, gauging our reaction almost. And not, again, you're not sitting back and saying, is this a blessing or not? Because we're not God. Like, you're not going to know everything. And... I always think about like when my dad fell and broke his back and how that ended up being a blessing because now he is, um, you know, he's a preacher and he couldn't have done that if he had continued working construction and he had to stop. Um, And then you look at like he he was on um, like a month or so ago, I don't even know how long ago, but we talked a little bit about his, he, he had, has had some trials in churches. And I, I think about my dad because my dad has a good outlook that even if a church has treated him um, in an unbiblical way, honestly, um, he's not looking at that and just being like, well, I'm going to quit. My dad is all the more zealous to get back in the ministry. Um, but yeah, I mean, it can go down to little things like you, you burn your toast in the morning. Like, how are you going to react? Are you going to react like that's the like the end of the world? Um, and I think we have a mainly female listening group. Sometimes those things feel like they're the end of the world. Well, yeah, I don't think, I don't know if sitting there trying to figure out if something is a blessing or how it would end up being a blessing might be helpful or not. No, but I don't I think you're seeing is everything in your life being used as God to make you look more like Jesus. Oh, yeah. And having that outlook. Absolutely. And to realize if you are God's called, then it's all going to work out for your good mm-hmm. in the end. Which, uh, do you have any other thoughts at all? I'm gonna, I have a closing quote. Um, do you have anything else? We're going to hopefully be doing an episode soon on having a good outlook on um death but i'm still working on it um but before we finish up this is a quote from got questions because i use them for everything um bringing these threads together we see that a blessing is a statement of goodwill and happiness that is said about another as well as the condition that fulfills these good words god's original design and creation was for his creatures including mankind to experience prosperity peace and fulfillment but that design was ruined when sin entered the world Statements of blessing are a wish for God to restore his favor on others or a declaration of his inherent goodness. The ultimate blessing that God has given is the new life and forgiveness that comes through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. The material blessings we enjoy from day to day are temporary, but the spiritual blessings available to us in Christ encompass time time and eternity, as well as material and immaterial things. As the psalmist said, 
Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. And that's Psalm 146, 5. I thought that just really kind of summed that up. We are hopefully, don't don't hold us to it if this if it takes a little while. Um, but we're going to get back together to do an episode on blessings, um, not in regard to like things, but... Um, it's the biblical definition of blessings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's... He's got the the fancy words over here, um, but yeah. Do you have you been reading or listening or watching anything? As we always, you listen to the podcast. You know I'm going to ask you this question, uh, Moby Dick. Watch it, yeah. For five Slowly months. Slowly getting through Moby Dick. I can't That's judge because I'm still reading Lord of the Rings. I've been reading that for months. Yeah, you're done with that light read. Pick up Moby Dick. I'm good. I'm good been watching star trek the next generation again and that yeah that sums it up for me i am rereading voices i feel like i might have said this before but i'm rereading voices um doctrines of grace and i'm also reading death and dying by joel beakey and another guy whose name i never remember and i've been listening to like a lot of like i've been keeping up with john harris conversations that matter um, the last two episodes of Women at the Table were really, really good. Um, one was a full episode on... I listened to it this morning. I feel like I should be able to just spit it out. I even talked to them about it. Um, was on the will of God, which was really good. Kind of like he does what he pleases. Um, and then she did a mini-sode. Betsy did a review of a book. It was really good. Um... And we're watching Thor Ragnarok. We've got like 30 minutes left. No, we have like five minutes left. I don't know things. <laughs> I was playing with our kid for the end of it. Or for the for the last little bit we watched. We've been going through all the Marvel movies. I never remember which one's next. So Paul has like an encyclopedic, encyclopedic knowledge of Marvel movies now. Because I keep asking him questions. <laughs> I'm like maybe of release date, so I wouldn't. <laughs> well, no, like we're watching, and Hulk is like in the middle of nowhere on this weird world thing, which is probably all wrong, but that's where he is. And um, I said, "Wait, when did we last see Hulk? I don't even remember. I don't know why he's here." I have a really bad memory, so um, y'all pray for Paul. Tomorrow, we start the Whole30, so this is going to be Monday the 20th. Um, We're cutting out all of the good stuff to reset, so um, that'll be fun. So if you want good food, don't come to our house for the next 30 days because it's not going to be great, but that's okay. Anna's doing it too. She's not even here to share that she's doing it, but she cooks really good, healthy food. So I'm probably going to – actually, no. I ask her like 10 questions a day, typically. Um, anyway, believe – you got any final thoughts? I'm not looking forward to the whole 30. Uh, me neither. Uh, well, actually, no, I am. I kind of am. I'm tired of eating junk. But um, if you want to, if you enjoyed this episode or any of our other episodes or you just want to make me feel good about my day – Um, You can leave us a rating or a review. Um, 
and you can follow us on Instagram at a lot of thoughts podcast. I believe this week I'll be kind of breaking down a little bit of Colossians um, that has just really stuck out to me the past few days or the past few weeks. And um, you can email us at a lot of thoughts podcast at gmail.com with your questions, comments, um, complaints, any of that. We would love to hear that. But until next week, we will talk to you guys later. Bye.